up y'all i'm jay and i'm jazz and this is the salt podcast saved and living transparent we're just a couple of millennial christians navigating life while also trying to live right here we get real yeah righteous about culture current events and the church as believers we're called to be the salt of the earth so you know we got to give this world just a little bit of flavor Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the SALT Podcast, Saved and Living Transparent. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 14 says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Again, welcome, welcome. We are so glad that you decided to join us again. We're back with another episode of the Salt Podcast. Jayla, tell the people what you're up to, girl. I am excited to hear some new things that are going on. <laughs> What's up, y'all? What's up, Salt family? Uh, blessed, blessed and highly favored to be here. Um, uh, what's been up with me? So I just had spring break, um, spring break week at TSU. So I enjoyed my time. I went back home to Birmingham and celebrated your girl Jasmine's birthday, her past birthday, as well as my mother's. Um, so that was exciting seeing old friends, yeah. um, just seeing family, friends, my godson, my little baby LJ. Um, I, I just, it was so good. And just, I just, it just makes you feel good to be around loved ones, you know? And so that's all I've been up to. I'm about to gear up for this, you know, little last quarter of school when they want to throw mm-hmm. all the projects and presentations and finals right. all at you, which let me say, I know you're educated jazz, but I just don't think it's fair for y'all to have a project <laughs> and a final exam. And they're normally like literally a week apart. Like yeah, you'll have the project presentation one week and then the final next. That's just shady to me. I just don't like it. I don't understand I why teachers do that. I, it's just too much. You clearly don't care about our mental health. Well, we first of that. all, they they have to actually grade all that stuff. So I don't even know yeah. why they assign it. Um, I definitely won't be doing any of that <laughs> in my class. But um, that's cool, Jayla. Like, and like Jayla said, um, we did celebrate my, as we're recording this, we did celebrate my birthday um, this past week. And yesterday, um, we just had a brunch, you know, nice, cool, laid back. And I thank God just to have people around me that, support me and they're willing to come celebrate my birthday but I just thank God for seeing another year God has been great as always um nothing has really changed with me other than I have a little bit of freedom for the next week because UA is on spring break so that is a celebration for me because I get a a break from my students and I also get a break from my job just for a little while um, I promised myself I would not email any students back during this time, but we'll see if I stay true to that and I don't e- I don't access my email this whole week. But I don't have any plans as of right now. You know, during spring break or times when you have a break, you do um, want to take some time and like clean up and kind of get your life reorganized and get reset for the next quarter or the next couple of months to kind of finish out the semester. So that is what your girl will be doing. I'm trying to just <laughs> get my life back on track. Not like it's in shambles or anything, but um, and I know Jayla's probably rolling her eyes and she's like, 
Jasmine, you're the most organized person ever. But... I do, y'all. She'd be like, oh my gosh, I forgot such and such. I'm like, girl, please, like, it's not that deep. Like, I really, yeah, I just really try my best to just keep it all together, honey. And I may actually be starting my doctoral program this summer Woo-hoo. and not the fall. So, again, keep your girl in prayer. All right. But let's hop into our recap. All right. So, in our last episode, it was titled High Value. And so in our last episode, we really wanted to talk about um, the world's view of value and being perceived as valuable. You know, the world <clears throat> thinks of us, excuse me, as being valuable if we have materialistic things like money, cars, um, you know, rental properties, you know, power, prestigious jobs. Even our physical attributes, how cute we are, how handsome we are, how nice we dress, all of that good stuff. And so our main scripture came from Psalms 139 verses uh, 13 through 15. And I'm not going to read it for you guys. I want you to go back and listen to that episode. But that was our main scripture. And we just talked about how God not only, you know, cares about our outward appearance, but he cares about our hearts. So what makes us valuable is, based, first of all, what makes us valuable is that God, you know, died for our sins. He's the one that we put our confidence in. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. And so we look to his word to give us value. It's not about the clothes we have on. It's not about who we're dating. It's not about anything else but God's glory. It's about his, he's honorable. He's valuable. So that makes us valuable. And so we just really, we took a deep dive into that that whole um, subject. And we hope that if you guys have not heard that episode or listened to that episode, do us a favor. Go back one episode and just listen to it. Because I think that was one of our best episodes yet. Um, we really try to give you guys enough nuggets and, you know, scriptures and different things to to kind of keep you going and get, you know, try to understand completely what we're saying and we think you will benefit a lot from that. So go check out check out our last episode, High Value. But with that being said, you know how we do. Let's hop into our main discussion. Where we're going to dive deeper into our topic for today. All right, y'all. What's up? We're about to jump into our main discussion. So today, y'all, we are talking about Jesus plus therapy. And so I just want to, first of all, set the scene for y'all. Um, so here at the SALT Podcast, you know, we do have um, some uh, a special guest today that we're going to introduce. So today we have Miss um, Pam Jenkins. She is a licensed mental health counselor here in the state of Alabama. Um, when I asked her to describe herself, uh, she says she is a counselor who happens to be Christian. So, Salt Family, if we could give a warm welcome to Miss Pam. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing, Miss Pam? Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me. Doing well, doing well. Thank you for coming. Um, Miss Pam uh, is my stepmother, my wonderful stepmother. Um, she's married to my daddy, um, and <laughs> she is a blessing uh, to our family. Um, but yeah, so we have brought her here, and we want to discuss um, just uh, 
ideas around therapy as it relates to kind of Christianity and just in general. Um, but before we dive into that, I do want to kind of set the scene. So uh, here at the Salt Podcast, we do believe mental health is important and we strong believe it's important to God. Um, God wants us to be whole and well in our mind, uh, body and soul, as well as our spirit, of course. And so in that you do have to take care of your physical body. We also believe that God has blessed people with gifts, talents, and abilities within the mental health uh, field and to assist others on their healing journey. Um, We do, of course, believe in being led by the Holy Spirit and making sure that you do your research um, to find aid outside of yourself. And sometimes it may be outside of friends or family um, because there's only so much training, knowledge, understanding, experience, or patience uh, your loved ones may have. So you may need to seek um, professional help. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, we also believe here on the Salt Podcast that therapy is not a lack of faith. And we'll dive deeper into this uh, idea. Mm-hmm. But um, just as uh, Jesus asked us to address the spiritual side of things, uh, there's a physical side and a natural side as well. And we believe counseling is uh, dealing with things on the natural side. Right. Um, so you got to follow the recipe, which is our title, Jesus plus therapy. That's what we're promoting. Um, and so we're going to just dive right in. So we're just going to get some I know we're going to have a wonderful discussion, Um, but just to to get it kicked off, Ms. Pam, could you tell us a little bit uh, more about yourself? So my name is Pamela Jenkins, and I am a therapist at Work in Progress Counseling. We're located in Birmingham, Alabama. Our address is 524 Huffman Road, and our phone number is 205-994-4563. And feel free to reach out to us if you think that you need to speak with a therapist. We'll be more than happy to assist you. Hey, okay, okay. Awesome. So if I can ask you, how or when did you feel like God was leading you into a career in counseling? Because I know when um, when you and my dad first married, you weren't a counselor yet. But if you could kind of tell our listeners, how did you kind of get into that? And so going back to childhood, growing up, most of my friends when I was in elementary school, when I was in high school, they would always come to me and ask me advice. Also family members would say, well, what do you think about this? And so I would give them advice based on my limited understanding of what advice was at that particular time. Mm -hmm. And so it continued on throughout college. I had friends who would still call me. I've had college roommates who would ask me for my advice. What do you think I should do in this situation? How do you think I should handle myself in this area? And so again, I would give advice based upon my limited knowledge. And I was continuing to do this throughout life. But at that time, I didn't know that this was a call that God really had on my life. It wasn't until one of my coworkers said, you know, you are always giving advice to us, to all of our clients, the customers, you should become a counselor. And then I pondered on that thought. I said, wow, I'm all of these years. And I just didn't really know that that was one of the gifts that God had given to me that he wanted me to share with others, to mm-hmm. be able to help others, to let them know that somebody does care about you. Someone is concerned about you. Someone does want to offer help and assistance because that's what people want to know today, that somebody right. cares about them. In this society that we live in, everybody's so concerned about themselves. But when people know that you really have their best interest at heart, right? they're going to really open up and they're going to share with you some of the obstacles and some of the challenges and struggles that they're facing in life. Man, I want to stay right there because that is so true. I feel like a lot of people just want to be heard. 
Um, and they just want someone to talk to that's not going to judge them. And it's so much going on in the world now. And I feel like um, counseling and therapy is, is, is crucial now than ever. I really, really feel that. And I really feel like God has placed individuals like yourself to come in and help people um, and especially help Christians. Because for some reason, we have just this negative stigma on counseling and therapy. Why do you think that is? Because I know I've, I've grown up in church my whole life and they never talk about it. They never say, hey, you should go see a therapist. You should go talk to someone about your past trauma or things that you have been through. And why is that such a taboo topic in the church? So in, in the Black American families or our households, we're taught that what goes on in this household should stay in this household. We're <laughs> right. taught not to air our dirty laundry. And so those things stick with you. As you're growing up, you remember that. Well, that's what mom said. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. I'm not supposed to share that with anyone. And then as you grow up, you keep all those feelings and those emotions bottled inside. Right. And unfortunately, you're going to have an explosion because you, you can't keep all those emotions bottled up inside. You really need to release them. Exactly. Talk about them. Exactly. And I don't know why the church just, we shy away from like talking about trauma and about past situations that you clearly need to be healed from or to be delivered from. And I don't know why it's such, that's such a hard thing. But like you said, it was ingrained in us from in the family unit it, within the household. Like you don't talk about it. Don't talk about nothing that goes on in here, which that's true. You don't want everybody to know your business. But I don't know, Josie, you want to chime in right here about like just growing up as a PK and just not just not feeling comfortable enough to talk about the things that you've been through. So I definitely feel like Jazz, at as a PK, since we both are preachers kid, there is a little bit more of a magnifying glass kind of, so to speak, on your life. Like because yes. you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, definitely preachers and ministers are head to a higher standard, but their families are as well. And so people are looking at your family, like, you know, what they got going on or, you know, looking, you know, for a fault, honestly, I hate to say it, but, and so you are taught to keep it all together. You're taught, you know, you got to come in church on time. You got to look, you know, good. You, you can't, you know, do anything wild or crazy. You don't want to be, you know, the wild preacher's kid or whatever. So you definitely have to, because you're not only representing yourself, you're representing your family you come from. And so, you expected to keep it all together. Like, you know, I, I definitely feel right. that it's a little bit more of a, an eye on you, I would say. But, you know, church, you know, it's just like that anyway. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just people, people try to keep it all together. Like, again, I think sometimes we've mentioned this, that church is supposed to be a hospital. And so mm -hmm. people don't want to treat it as such. They want to treat it as a fashion show or, um, some sort of like little secret society club, um, everything but a hospital for people to get healed. And so you sit all pretty and you judge people. So that's just what I, what I'm feeling. Um, but I, I, I do. And, and I do want to clarify listeners, when we say counseling and therapy, they are synonymous. They are about the same thing. And we're not only talking about outside counseling, but this can be in the church as well. We know um, a lot of time ministers and pastors counsel. So this is including that uh, as well. So we're talking inside the, walls of the church as well as outside counseling just for um reference guys 
Um, but back to it. Um, Jay, I, I did. I want. I wanted to interject right here. I think Miss Pam Go wanted ahead. to say something real quick. So, unfortunately, in the church, we wear masks, so we don't want to know. We don't want to let others know that we're experiencing something. We don't want to let others know that we have challenges in our life. We don't let want to let other people know that we don't have it all together because none of us have arrived. We're right. all still learning. We're all still growing. Life is a continuous learning process. So when you come into the church, as Jayla mentioned, it is a hospital and a right. hospital is for sick people. So everyone in the church has issues. Exactly. Everyone has issues. And we're all still growing. We're all still learning, but we want to hide behind our masks because we're afraid of being judged. We're afraid of other people's perception. Well, what are they going to think about me if they know that I'm going through this? Wow, would they still like me? Would they still accept me? But we have to know that what we're accepted in the beloved. Jesus accepts us. Right. And so what he wants us to, to come to him and to open up and to share our lives with others. That's why we give testimonies to let other people know that, wow, I came through this by the help of the Lord and God is not a respecter of person. So if he did this for me, he can do the same thing for you. So we want to share our lives. We want to let other people know I overcame this. This is something that I went through and I came out on the other side. So we want to be open with others to let them know that all things are possible with God. That is so true. That is so true. She already preaching y'all. So get your notepads out. Get your notepads. She dropping gems. Dropping gems. Because I think about, you know, oftentimes when we go through things, I don't know what, what I'm learning. I'm not going to say I've arrived. What I'm learning, um, what I have been learning recently is that it's just not about me. Like my life is not about me through the tough times, through the good times, it's all supposed, it's all going to glorify God. It's meant to glorify God. So like Ms. Pam said, when you're going through situations or you coming outside of it, it's all about God and glorifying him that, hey, I made it through with the help of God. So, you know, like she said, giving your testimony, that's going to point to God because we can't do it on our own. But that's just my fault. Alrighty. Um, and so I would like Miss Pam, if you could dive into just kind of let the people know, but who do you, you know, who is counseling for? What is the purpose of it? Which I think you've touched on us a little bit, but I do want to clear up because I think oftentimes the misconception is like, it's only for crazy people or you have to be like really down bad. And this is your last, you know, right. option. You like, you know, normal people don't, shouldn't do counseling, only the really bad cases. So counseling is for everyone. As I've already mentioned, we all have issues in life that, that we need help with. We all have challenges. We all have obstacles that we need to overcome. And so it doesn't have to be, I'm on the edge of having a nervous breakdown. I could just be feeling overwhelmed. I could be stressed. I could be feeling sad or lonely. I could be feeling angry. I could be having a bad relationship. So some of these things are reasons for us to seek counseling. Counseling is for everyone. Everyone. It's for men, it's for women, it's for boys and girls. Counseling is for everyone. I like that you said um, men and the children. Because right. I know lots of men that, like my guy friends that are just totally against it. 
Um, I did have an ex one time when we were discussing our possible future, which did not pan out, um, but <laughs> it's all we got planned. But I remember, I'll never forget, he told me that if we got married and I mentioned counseling and we were going through, you know, Rocky point in our marriage, that if I mentioned counseling, that we might as well get a divorce. Oh, like wow. that's the type of things I have heard from males um, about counseling. Um, did he, okay, just by curiosity, did he have like a strong faith background or church background? Uh, he did grow up in church. Um, I don't, I couldn't, I, I can't speak to, I don't believe he maybe had the strongest relationship with God. Um, okay. But I, I doubt his church probably preached like many of ours probably did not preach counseling either right so I don't know especially being a man I mean that's oh that's a whole nother topic within itself <laughs> because men are are you know told that showing emotion is a sign of weakness Miss Pam am I am I right or am I right so unfortunately our men have been taught as boys that men should not cry mm -hmm. but you're a human being and you have tears and you can cry it's right. okay to share emotions. You have feelings, but men are taught to keep everything inside. They have to have it all together. They have to always present this front of being strong. Yes, we want our men to be strong, but you're a human being and you're going to have some shortcomings. You're a human being. You're going to have some flaws. You're a human being. You're going to be sad, lonely, depressed, angry, worried, overwhelmed, stressed, just like women. Okay, so you have all the same emotions that women have, but men are just taught to keep everything inside. And that's not good because we're still going to have that explosion. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to what express those emotions. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, uh, side note, if anybody has ever seen the documentary, I think it's called Mask or Behind the Mask. It's on Netflix. Oh, and it's yeah. about um, like toxic masculinity and how, um, just like Ms. Pam is saying, how men are taught to suppress. And so it ends up exploding into violence or that's why there's like higher rates of, of men being like, aside from like racial disparities, but just with crime and like violence, it's higher in men than women. Um, because oftentimes I do think, and I think it's actually mentioned in the documentary the only emotions they are kind of encouraged to show is anger, is aggression. Um, those kind of, uh, I don't want to say negative, but kind of harder emotions, like those are okay, rather than the, the crying or the sad. Um, but that's just a documentary I'd just like to mention. Moving on. So I do want just, you know, so people can get kind of more comfortable with the idea. We've warmed them up. So Ms. Pam, if you could let us know in a regular counseling session, let's say I go to you, um, you know, how does it go? Because I do feel like, you know, some people have never, you know, known anybody to go to counseling. Maybe they've never been to a counselor. Um, and so I think sometimes the process can be intimidating. It can seem intimidating. So if you could just let our listeners know, you know, how does a normally counseling session go? So normally when we get started, we have what's called an intake. And that's where we're going to ask lots of questions so we can get a better feel of how to assist you. So we, we basically go through a series of questions and we ask you what's going on in your life. How long have you been experiencing this? Have you had any history of mental illness, any history in your family? Have you experienced trauma? Okay, we ask you about 
growing up as a child, what was it like for you in school? We asked you about your level of education. We asked you about your work history. So we just asked you about lots of questions so we can get to know who you are as a person. And then when you share that information with us, we simply take notes or we enter the information into our systems. And that's what we call an intake. And then we get into therapy with your next session, but it's a process. So we have to establish or build a rapport with the client because there are very few people who come in and tell you the very first day, everything that's going on in their life. Right. So they have to know that they can trust you, that you have their best interests at heart. And so as therapists, we're not here to judge, we're not here to criticize. We're here to help people overcome the challenges and obstacles that they may be facing in life. And so we want them to feel comfortable we want them to know that this is a safe place. So this is going to be our safe place. You can feel free to share anything. No judgment, no criticism. We're just here to offer assistance. And Ms. Pam, with that assistance, with counseling and therapy, for some of our listeners, they've never, they may have wondered, okay, I want to go to therapy, but I don't know where to look. So if someone was to ask you like, how do I find a counselor? Like, where can I look? Where do I need to start? Okay. So you can go to Psychology Today and they have a list of counselors and you can simply scroll through. You can look at their profiles. Sometimes people have a preference for men. Sometimes people have a preference for women. Sometimes people want to have a counselor that looks similar to them. So you scroll mm -hmm. through Psychology Today and you can find someone who you think might be a good counselor or therapist for you. You can also Google therapists near me and they'll give mm. you a list of, of therapists that live in your surrounding areas. If you have health insurance, there's a 1-800 number on the back of your insurance card and you can call that number and they'll give you the information that you need for behavioral health. That's awesome because I was I was telling Jayla this, I, we've been having this ongoing conversation about therapy and seeking counseling. Specifically for me, I've been trying to <laughs> muster up the courage to finally go to therapy and um, counseling because it's something that I really need, have needed to do, but I've just been putting it off and putting it off. And I was, asked, I was like, girl, can you ask your stepmom, like, where do I even go? Like, to look for someone. Um, now, me personally, I prefer somebody black. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman, but that would make me a little bit more comfortable. But I know for, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, I want somebody black. But I just didn't know where to look. So those are some good things that, um, some good resources that people can use. Now, once I find a counselor and say I start my first session, what are some things that I should look for in a counselor? Because sometimes, and I've heard, I'm not going to say horror stories, but I've heard people that sit down with counselors and they realize after the first session that that person is not for them. So what are some things that we can look for in a counselor or a therapist that we say, okay, I want to stick with you? <laughs> so you have to feel that connection. That's very important that you feel comfortable. That's very important, important that you feel that this person can relate to me, to some of the struggles that I'm going through, the, the challenges that I'm facing. They really understand what I'm saying. And again, it takes time to build or establish that rapport, but sometimes you can feel that sense of connection when you first have your intake. Got you. 
Gotcha. And I know um, a lot of times, like you said, it won't happen overnight. Like a lot of times, even when we develop friendships, any other relationship takes time. So you're not going to (laughs) just, I hope people don't do this, but hopefully you're not sitting down telling everybody all your business the first day that you meet them. And that goes for platonic and intimate, you know, romantic relationships. Um, You really have to sit there and really develop that rapport with them in order to really, you know, kind of assess the situation and see if you want to continue talking to that person. Um, Okay, so our next question is, are there any signs that should let me know that I need to talk to someone? Um, What if I, you know, what if I know of someone that's battling suicide or that's self-harming? Should I refer them to a counselor? You know, in your professional opinion, like when should we, you know, kind of encourage somebody to go to therapy or encourage ourselves to go? So if someone has suicidal ideation or they're contemplating suicide, definitely they should be referred to their medical doctor or they should be referred to the emergency room. So they can go to the medical doctor, talk about some of the things that they're experiencing, and then their medical doctor can make a referral. Or if they feel that they're at the point where they need to go to the emergency room, that's what they should do. There is also a, a suicide hotline that you can share with them, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that number is 800-273-8255. Again, if you guys weren't able to catch that, we will include all this information in the show notes um, as well. We try to give you, you guys know how we are. We try to give you as many resources as possible. Um, So please feel free to read those show notes if you have missed any of that information. But thank you, Ms. Payne. Yes. And I did. I, I appreciate that. I did want to add that. I know if you guys have tuned into the episode prior, I had a prompting by the Holy Spirit um, to pray over suicide. And um, we do believe being led by the spirit here on the salt podcast. And actually that I think that very night I um, found out someone I knew uh, felt like they didn't want to be on earth anymore. They didn't they didn't want to live anymore. And so uh, I just want to make sure we get that question in um, just in case anybody listening knows, or maybe you are yourself feeling battling with suicide or, or self-harming. We do want to give you guys, like J.S. said, resources, or if you are a friend of someone that you can be that resource to, you know, help your friend get the help that they need. Um, But aside from that, just to, uh, I do want to (laughs) ask, So financially, like Jason said, I also, let me add this. I also have been telling myself I want to get a counselor just to, uh, you know, talk through life and, and stuff like Jason said, um, deal with some stuff. Um, but cost is always, you know, a factor that people consider. <laughs> so, Ms. <Ms>. Cam, <laughs> so what do I do if I feel I can't afford a counselor? Um, are there cost efficient you know, ways around it? Or how can I go about that? Like, what's what we looking at financially? So you want to check and see um, if your health insurance covers mental health or behavioral health. And most of them do. Mm-hmm. With most of them, you'll have a copay that you have to pay. You can also call your human resource department and you can find out about EAP or employee assistance programs. And with the EAP sessions, your employer would cover that cost for you. So you don't have to pay anything for the EAP sessions. Sometimes practices offer a sliding fee scale and that's gonna be based on your income. 
And then there are some practices where they have interns that work at that practice and they offer their services free of charge. So it seems like we got a lot of different options. So people can't use the excuse, I can't afford it, really. Right. That's what it seems like to me. (laughs) And of course, like, oh, I'm sorry, Jayla, go ahead. No, go ahead, love. Oh, I was just saying, and of course, um, utilize, I think Jayla said this at the beginning um, of the show, but utilize your pastor or someone at your church. Now, sometimes depending on the situation, um, I know me personally, I wouldn't want to even burden my pastor with anything I have going on because I know he has a list, you know, a laundry list of other things that he has to be concerned with. But depending on the situation, some churches are big enough to where they have a staff of people or somebody that you can talk to. So also utilize counseling in your church if it's available. But of course, if you don't feel comfortable, you can always go to someone else and tell them all of your issues and problems. You don't have to necessarily tell your pastor, but um, counseling in your church is always available as well if you want. Yeah, and just to wrap up, Miss Pam, uh, last thing, last shot at it. Um, what would you tell skeptic Christians who believe counseling is pointless or of the world or maybe not showing faith? Um, what would you tell those skeptics? So there are several scriptures that teach us about counseling. Mm-hmm. There are scriptures that let us know that God is concerned about our total being. He's concerned about all of us, not just our spirit, man. He's concerned about our body. He's concerned about our soul and our soul consists of our mind and our will and our emotions. So there's scriptures that let us know that it's okay for us to seek counseling. It's okay for us to talk to someone. So God has given all of us different gifts and different talents so that we can edify or build up the church because we're connected just like our human body is connected at all has different parts. And so each part has a different function to play. And so Seeking counseling is similar to going to your medical care provider. So if you have diabetes, they might have to give you medication. They might have to teach you to change your eating patterns. And Mm -hmm. so it is with mental health. We can teach you coping skills to deal with anxiety, to deal with depression. If you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed out, we can teach you how to learn to say no. It's okay to have healthy boundaries in all of your relationships. So these are skills that you can learn, just like riding a bike is a skill that you can learn. Learn these skills and they can assist you with your mental health. So it's okay. God is concerned about the whole person. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole in all aspects of our life. That is so Mm -hmm. true. I I was just gonna say this one thing. Um, And she prompted me to say this, um, encouraged me to say this while she was talking but I thought about it, you know, our ministry, we're, we're supposed to be the hands and feet of God. And how are we going to do that if we're not being vulnerable enough for people to see us? You know, Jesus was able to be, you know, entirely human and entirely, you know, God all at the same time. And so he feels our infirmities. He feels what we feel. Um, he knows what we're going through. So in order for us to, you know, have a ministry that's like Christ, we have to allow people to see us for our authentic selves. We don't have to just, like Ms. Pam said, put on a mask as if we don't have anything going on. 
and pretend like we're perfect. You know, that's not our goal. Nobody is perfect but God. All of us have gone through things. Um, you you may have you may have like a traumatic experience. You may have dealt with something that you feel like nobody on earth has dealt with. We all have been through some issues and and had some things that really have you know caused us to pray and seek God about. But we need to as Christians, we need to be more authentic. Of course, show people love, but show people that you know we're human. I'm not just going to church every Sunday and I don't have any problems. You know, God is, is, is working on each and each and every one of us. So let's, let's continue to encourage other people and let them know, like, you know, I have my problems too, but God is still helping me and I'm going to therapy as well. And, and just like Jay said, if we're the hands and feet, we do have, you have to make you a priority. Um, yes, we are here to serve others, but make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you're, if you're just like, if you, if you were physically sick, you would not have the energy or stamina to help others. If you're mentally, you know, not well, you can't really function it and be all that God needs you to be as well. So like we say, it's all about a balance. Um, matter of fact, Matthew four, four, Jesus said, you know, he's when uh, the devil was tempting him, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth. Now, his first statement, man shall not live by bread alone, does indicate and imply that, hey, you do need bread. <laughs> there is a natural and physical side. Your body needs to be treated well, to be fed, to be nourished. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, the word of God needs to feed your spirit. And so that's why we say Jesus plus therapy. There's a physical side and there's a natural side. You have to have a balance. You have to take care of both. You have to deal with both. Okay. So as you're seeking counseling, of course, be in faith, believe that God is, is you, you know, has Jesus has already defeated the enemy and that you do not, depression has no right to be within you. That anxiety does not have, so make sure you're speaking that life, but you're also putting some action with your faith. Right. Y'all feel me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you want to wrap us up jazz? Yes. So that was a great discussion. We always, um, we always try to give you guys something to carry you through the rest of your week or um, to start your week whenever you choose to listen to this. But um, thank you again, Miss Pam, for giving us these gems. Thank, 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 thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for are, having me. We are so grateful. Um, me and Jayla have been wanting to talk about therapy for a long time. And we think it's very, very vital that our listeners, not only our listeners, but especially um, people of color, that they have you know, opportunity to learn about therapy and to learn about counseling. And so um, we just thank you again for giving us all of those resources. But as always, um, let's hop into our next segment, which is our scripture of the week. So um, my scripture of the week is Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. And it says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And so even, you know, Miss Pam talked about earlier, all throughout the Bible, we have, you know, scriptural context of God, you know, telling us that counseling is, you know, is something that we should look into. It's something that we should, you know, we should allow ourselves to talk to people. And I might I add to talk to people with wisdom. You can't talk to everybody. <laughs> so seek the Lord, ask him to give you spiritual discernment to know 
who to talk to, and that talking to a counselor, talking to someone that can help you in a certain area is biblical. You know, it's it's within the scripture. It's, it's in the word of God. And so if we need to um, talk about something that's going on, if, we, if we're dealing with something, we can go to someone and we can ask for counsel and we can ask for help. Amen. Amen. So my scripture of the week is Isaiah 9 and 6, and I'm going to read the King James Version. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so I just want to highlight that Jesus is a counselor himself. He knows all that you are going through. Like, like we said, he was on earth. He cried when Lazarus died. He, he felt emotions of sadness, of, of fatigue, of tired. I mean, carrying a cross. I mean, he, he bore, he felt that he felt that he bore our, our sicknesses, our sins. He felt it all depression, anxiety. And so who better, you know, to talk to than him. So, you know, I do want to encourage you to be authentic, not only with yourself, but with God, like God, I'm, you know, been feeling real sad lately, Lord, you know, Holy spirit minister unto me, you know, send me resources, send me, um, you know, information, God, that I can, I can heal and I can get the the help I need, you know? So just, I want to challenge y'all to, you know, be authentic with God as well about what you're going through. Um, you know, he wants to hear, he cares, he cares for you. So he wants to know. And Miss Pam, so you have a scripture you'd like to share with us? Yes, I do. So my scripture is coming from first Thessalonians chapter five, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, this is just letting us know that God is concerned about all of us. He's concerned about our souls. He's concerned about our bodies. He's concerned about our spirits. So God wants all of us to know that what? He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be healthy, not only physically healthy, but mentally healthy. He wants us to be whole. We're a whole person, mind, body, and spirit. And God is concerned about our entire being. Amen. Amen. I love it. Um, hopefully you guys were encouraged by the things that we mentioned in our scriptures. Of course, those will be in our show notes. And, um, Last but not least, we have our church announcements. So this week, um, we wanted to make mention of this month of March is Women's History Month. So um, I, I wanted to point out, of course, you know, uplift all women, but especially let's uplift each other as women of color. It does not matter what, um, what area you work in, what industry you work in, if you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever you have chosen to do, uplift everyone uplift everyone not just people at your church not just people at your job show love to everyone and continue to uplift women and i just thank god that we have set aside time to celebrate women the whole month of march so um that's awesome um also the month of march is endometriosis awareness month so um if you know of anyone that is going through that i know that is a very very common problem amongst women of color 
in the black community, if you know of someone that's battling that, you are in those, those people are in our prayers, those individuals, um, we know how hard, you know, going through a sickness or, you know, things with your health can be a lot, but God is still with you. But we do want to bring awareness to that this month. And last but not least, we wanted to shout out Miss Pam's um, job again. Um, it is called her counseling service where she works is called Work in Progress. And they are located in Birmingham at 524 Huffman Road, Birmingham, Alabama, 35215. Um, their hours of operations um, are Monday through Friday, 8 to 6. So you should be able to get connected to a counselor between that time. And they are also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WIP Counseling. Again, that's at WIP Counseling. So we hope that you guys were able to jot all that information down. Again, that will be in the show notes as well. But if there's nothing else, I can go ahead and close us out with a prayer. Father God, we thank you. We bless you today. Um, we thank you for bringing us here safely to record this episode. We thank you for Miss Pam um, for giving us the knowledge and expertise from a mental health standpoint and from a mental health counselor, Lord God. Um, we pray that anybody that is watching us right now, I'm sorry, that's listening to us right now is able to get um, much needed information. If they are you know, planning to get counseling or therapy, Lord God, just please, you know, allow them to use these resources to help them. Again, if anybody is battling suicide, anybody that's battling any traumatic experiences, we speak um, and we rebuke the devil right now, Lord God, and we speak on their behalf. And Lord God, you know what those individuals are going through, Lord God, and your blood is covering them right now, Lord God. Please allow them to have spiritual discernment on who they should talk to and how they should do it, Lord God. Instruct them on what to do and how to do it. Lord God, we thank you. We praise you for this platform, Lord God. And until next time, Lord God, we thank you. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 All right, y'all. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, we thank y'all for listening. Thank you again, Miss Pam, for joining us. Uh, y'all don't forget, be the flavor the world needs. Bye. 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 Liking what you heard so far? Well, let us know what you think by leaving a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts or our Instagram page. Details are listed in the description box.